get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, dude? What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 323 of the What Up Though podcast. Yes, sir. So I'm going to start off by answering a question that uh, <clears throat> Johnny asked. And I don't know the real answer, but I assume I know the answer based on the status I saw. But his question in our chat is, uh, did he think AC Green was fucking? <laughs> and... I'm going to say yes. He's been married since 2002. And I think he oh, okay. was only being abstinent or whatever until he got married. So, yes. Um, yeah, I think he's probably fucking. Man, um, I hope he got married and divorced and then married again in 2002. Because I really hope that man did not lose his virginity in 2002 when he was old in 1989. <laughs> like, no, like, no, nigga. <laughs> Do not tell me this nigga lost his virginity at 56 years old or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's looking like. Uh, well, I don't know. How old is uh, AC Green? Uh, I have no idea, but I, I I do know. I mean, he was obviously he was an adult in 1989, so or in the 80s. So, I mean, how you said 2002? Yeah, so he's <laughs> like, uh, so he's 59 right now. Uh, yeah, he's 59 right now. I always thought he was a lot older. I, I, not that I would have guessed he's a lot older nigga, too. Make that nigga seventy, but uh, yeah. But you know what it is though. Like, uh, so when Johnny was over here, he was looking at uh, you know, the the Slam magazine thing with the three hundred best NBA photos that I bought. Mm-hmm. He was looking at that, and we were commenting on like, mm-hmm. why is it that niggas in the seventies always looked old, no matter how old they were? It was just like niggas just in that. Period. Like that six, 60s to 70s, niggas would be like 28, but look 47. Like, why was it only like that? And I'm like, maybe that's what it was. Like, AC Green just was an old looking person at that time. Like, he might, like, in my mind, AC Green was like 38. <laughs> like, when he was, uh, you know, when, when the Pistons played the Lakers in the finals, but he might have actually been like 27 for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, the motherfuckers look. I mean, I think that was just black men in that era. They just it you was. Know, they just looked you, old. Like you think of like, uh, I, fuck. I, I hate that I even said it because I can't even remember the name. But I forget what was one of the. Uh, it was a R and B old dude that died in a, I think a plane crash or something. Black. Uh, fuck. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not giving you any hints. Um, but I just remember like uh, recently. Old, no, this is like in the '80s or some shit. Oh, like oh, okay. Uh, uh, fuck! I can't. Anyway, they just looked old and shit. You know what I'm saying? They just had that look and shit. Like, why? My motherfucker was like 22, and my motherfucker was looking like 40 and shit. Um, yeah. all them old niggas back then was yeah, just yeah, the R&B singers too. Um, now I'm stuck because I can't can't remember what the fuck. Uh, this okay, was. so you now that you said it was it was not recent. Uh, you oh, said it was, it was. It was Otis. Of, of course, it not Otis Redding. <laughs> no, it was fucking Otis Redding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Otis Redding was. Wait, so how old was Otis Redding when he died? Uh, he was. 
Oh, so that, oh, fuck! That happened in '67. I'm, I, I was totally off on the dates. Um, but uh, that motherfucker was no. That's no disrespect to him calling him a motherfucker. Um, <laughs> so he was born in '41, died in '67. So that's what 25, Damn. 26. Yeah. And look, if search a picture of Otis Ready, that motherfucker looked forty, dog. <laughs> Like, yeah, so, you know, you just had era, just some black guy just looked old as fuck. Uh, uh, that nigga was yeah. not 26, nigga? No. Exactly. That's my point. Old is ready, looked old as fuck, dog. There is not a single picture of this nigga looking 26. <laughs> and that was his maximum age. <laughs> like, he did not surpass 26. And I have not, I have yet to see a picture of him looking 26. Like this picture of this nigga looking a smooth forty-seven, and he was twenty-six at the absolute fucking oldest. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. When um shit, he, um Fred Hampton, a Black Panther party. Yeah, yeah. He was what? Let me see. Forty-eight. He was born in forty-eight. Got killed in sixty-nine. Forty-eight, fifty-eight. So then he was nineteen. What twenty? Okay, nope. That don't work either. No wait, no, I'm sorry, my math is way off. My apologies. Uh, no, no, your math's not off. He's 21, but like, oh, 21. You, you ever see pictures of Fred Hampton? No, that that's what I'm about to say. I know dead. that don't work because like he don't look old, but he don't look 20. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, he just don't look 20. I mean, he, I mean, you give him in his 30s, maybe. I would have given him yeah. if I seen him on the street, maybe 30s and shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, but I say all that to say that yeah, AC was looking a lot older. I mean, Jordan didn't look old like that when he was young. So he no, just he had didn't. some of the motherfuckers who, you know, saying, look, you know, like, like Vinny Johnson always looked old to me. Like, he just <laughs> always looked old. Like, Mark Aguirre. Uh, yeah, he got an old face. Like, an old face nigga. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> uh, old face nigga. Let's <laughs> start calling people that. <laughs> Like Buddha, old like, face nigga. Like, like, can you could you picture Buddha Edwards as a kid? No, nope. he's just been an adult all his life. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you got these old face motherfuckers. But nigga, yeah. fucking fucking James Edwards Part Three is an old face motherfucker. <laughs> old oh, writer, yeah. He he he's a strange looking dude to me. He is man. He's he's a weird looking dude. Man. He's, he has a particular look, and it's just uh yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but like he's somebody like I feel like I could never guess his age. Like he looked like he could be like a old ass like twenty one, or like a he could also be like forty three. Like you, <laughs> like he's just like he just spread. He just fills the whole range of ages. And you can't. And it's one of them people you can't like guess their profession. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't have guessed what the fuck he did. If I see him on the streets or whatever, see him at the bar, I couldn't think that he was a writer or some shit. He just I don't know. He, he, he looked like a defunct sneakerhead or some shit. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, Random thing about him. And I, I don't have any problem with him or anything like that. No, but, I mean, I've actually, know, I actually a, like his article. I like his articles. Well, I tell you what, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, too. I like his articles a lot more than I like his Twitter personality. <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. say that. But yeah, like, oh, I forgot about fucking uh, Bradley Beal. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I was talking about people on Washington. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, I'm like, what so like y'all, li- y'all like... listening to the podcast have no idea what I'm talking about. But like, I forgot about Bradley Beal. Anyway, Shit, I didn't know what you were talking about for a second. So <laughs> I was like, wait, what is going on? Okay, I'm like, <laughs> but, is he uh, an old face nigga? Like, no, I thought he looked pretty young. And no, nah, nah, he look his age. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Um, 
Uh, oh yeah, James Edwards. Like I like his. I, I mean, I, I I mean, he's okay. I don't I don't have anything against him. But I've always kind of I look at the Pistons beat writers and I I, I can't help but kind of compare myself, right? Because obviously I don't consider anybody to be a bigger Pistons fan than me. I look at it as like, okay, at best, there are people who are like equal fandom to me, but like there's nobody who who is a bigger fan than me because there's nobody who cares more. Like right. there's no, like, like my emotions are way too tied to what the Pistons do. Like, like the, again, I got tattoos. Like it, it's just not even comparable. No, your commitment but, is, is far higher than anyone I know. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. And so from that perspective to here, and I, I I know our listeners are probably like, I don't give a fuck what these niggas talking about, but I'm about to, I'm about to bring this around <laughs> for, for, for me to see or hear that when well, I hear, but actually C was right for me to see that James Edwards is not even actually a Pistons fan. That, yeah. that I, I, it doesn't sit well with me. Not because I feel like you have to be a fan to write for the team. I actually truly believe the opposite. Like it probably makes him a better writer and analyst for the Pistons, not being a fan. Cause he's not going to be, you know, yeah. he's going to just you, look at it straight you up. Don't, you don't get a biased opinion. Right. But as a fan, I do feel kind of a way about one of the more visible beat writers not being a fan. Now you add into that the fact that I also consider myself to be a pretty good writer. So I've, cause, and I've always thought like, I would love to do that job. I could do that job. Like, and it, that's, that's arrogance. I, I, I don't really Oh, I was about to say I don't really believe that. I do believe that, but like, I was like, "Wait, I, I feel like you would believe it." <laughs> I do believe that, but there is still a measure of arrogance there. But I saw that nigga fuck up something in his writing, and I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> oh, was that the uh, the fewer versus? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And like that—that's the thing. Like I said in my tweet, I'm like, I'm not gonna give him shit about that. Like I'm not gonna tweet him and be that correcting ass nigga. Like it's not a big deal. Like if it was a if it was a bad mistake then I'd, I'd probably say something like, come on, man. Like, you're supposed to be a writer, and you out here, you don't know the difference between T-O and T-W-O. <laughs> but, no, like, I don't expect people to know the know when to use fewer versus lesser. I do expect writers to know that. But then I also, like, I'm like, eh, but he's just, he just writes about basketball. <laughs> like, like, if he was doing, like, exposés in the New York Times about <laughs> tearing down some, some big story in the government. I mean, I mean, he's writing about a, a multi-billion dollar industry that, yeah, you know, yeah. He, yeah, so, I mean, I think it's fair to hold him to a, a, a decent standard of knowing, you know, certain words, you know, uh, and, and context and meaning and stuff. So I think that's fair. I mean... I, like you said, I don't know if it was worth and you didn't do it, so it doesn't matter, but it worth, you know, blowing his spot up on Twitter or something. Yeah, yeah. But, I it's, it's def- but I think it's definitely he should be held to at least that if you can't be held to, you know, being a, a fan, which I don't I don't knock, I don't totally knock him up um, with that, but as a fan, it is kind of weird because he just, I don't know. I just feel like he would have a little more care about what you write. Like, you know, like, I didn't like the wording uh, mm-hmm. He wrote an article about uh, James Wiseman, and initially, I think it's, and I almost think he changed it, or at least changed the tweet. But he said some, it was something to the effect of, "Can the Pistons salvage his career?" And I just didn't like "salvage" as a as a term to use. 
like this motherfucker was in a dumpster some shit. You know what I'm saying? You gotta put, yes. put, put new legs on him and put new arms. Like he a fucking robot or some shit or just, you know Man, what I mean? That is such a good point. And yeah. like, like again, I, I, for myself, I consider myself to be a pretty good writer. So it, it it's difficult for me to see somebody doing a job I would love to do who is not the fan I am and not the writer I am. Right, <laughs> but right. um, <clears throat> that's an excellent point because um, that's I mean, that's part of part of writing. Right. Like as soon as you said that, I'm like, you can't see it, but I made a face and I made a face because I'm like salvage has all sorts of negative connotations. Yeah, like it absolutely. makes him sound like he was garbage. And I'm like, this is a nigga that has not played like he has not had much of an opportunity. Like he has not minute had not has not had minutes. So it is like it is kind of insulting to say salvage his career. I would have said rejuvenate. Totally different context. I, I even would have took, I like, even give, took, you know, give a boost, some energy to it, you know, something yeah. that lets, you know, like Could that. He, would he be a diamond in the rough, you know, something, you know, something that just wasn't, you know, not, not a, be a diamond in the rough, but be a, something of that effect. <laughs> but salvage end, definitely was the word yeah, I looked at. Like, I was kind of like, that's kind of cringy, dog. Yeah. And it's like salvage, salvage is a term that is associated with taking garbage and making it usable again. That's not the, that's not how you the picture you want to paint for a player. That's actually something that if I had seen that, I probably would have said something. Yeah. Like, and I'd I, be like, I, yeah, that's not this isn't really that. Like, I'm not trying to be nitpicky like, oh, I'm offended. But like from a writing perspective and like how you are supposed to represent the team, that's not the kind of picture you want to paint. Like, if I was an editor, I would probably be like, look, like you can't be make, don't paint out the new player as somebody like, you know, some a piece of garbage that we're about to shine up and, and hope that it performs. Okay. <laughs> Like, no, no, like, you know, rejuvenate and inject some energy into his career. It's inject life into his career. That's what I would say. It's something like that. Yeah. And, and like I feel like somebody that was a bad car park. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like he, we need a new alternator. This nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like just, catalytic <laughs> converter ass nigga. <laughs> so that was like, I'm like, and I almost said something, but I, I, well, I wouldn't say that almost says, I, I looked at it and was just like, yeah, that's kind of fucked. And I just kind of moved on. I, I almost wish I would have said something, but I do think he changed it because he, he was pushing that article and later, the later tweets I saw about it didn't have salvage in it, you know? So I think oh, okay. he may have either caught some flag or decided to just he probably change did. it. A halfway decent <laughs> editor is gonna be like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> like, yeah, even if it slipped by, you know what I'm saying. Initially, like you know, somebody got to look at that and be like, eh, "I don't know about that one, um, Yeah. So, but but yeah. So I uh um oh so well I guess speaking on that I don't know where we were going with with any of this but uh I guess Me we neither. started with AC Green and then what ah uh, <laughs> yep that's it uh, but now you know we we uh. So the trade finally went through with Wiseman. He's in Detroit. Played his first game last night. Um, I get my thoughts first. I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. One, I did not. I So I didn't look up anything about Wiseman. All I know is that he was a former early pick a year, what, a year ago, two years ago. Uh, um, yeah, 2020 draft, yeah. I believe. Um, hadn't played much. Uh, would be getting a, a, a good opportunity to get some minutes with Detroit. Uh, uh, Golden State really just didn't have the the lane for him, you know. So he didn't get much minutes, and you know, cool to see what you know what we would bring. What I didn't know is that that motherfucker is seven feet, and it was funny because right before the game, he was uh getting interviewed by uh 
was it Greg Kelser? I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that interview. Yeah, Greg. And yeah, it's just funny because Greg Kelser is tall as fuck. So it doesn't yes. look like he's that tall. And if, if you know Greg Kelser is tall, then it makes sense. So I knew Greg Kelser was tall, but I was like, God damn, like he's still looking up to him. And that's when I looked up his stats, seven feet. Then I go back to the article I think you shared. I can't remember um, about the whole reason and we're getting him and just talking about how we can't compete, you know, without having bigs. And we don't have anybody like that. You know, I mean, we're I mean, close. I mean, Durham, I don't know how tall Durham is. Uh, and I don't know how tall. Uh, we got a couple of guys like that, but I don't think we have anybody at seven feet though. Mm, nope. Uh, well, yeah. I think maybe Nerlens Noel is, but nobody who's worth a damn. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> right. So you know, so first game, I thought he was. You know, you, you don't expect a lot. You know, but he moved around well. I mean, you don't expect chemistry. Like I was reading uh, James Edwards' article. He did an article today, um, and it was short, but he was just saying how. You know, you would have thought he would have got some oops, you know, but chemistry ain't there. He ain't played with the team. This is his first fucking game. He's probably had two practices and shit, you know what I'm saying? But the one thing he noticed, and the one thing I know, because I think I said it in the chat with you and Johnny, is that the one thing I did notice was that, um, oh, yeah, I see Greg Kelsey is tall, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I just sent, for y'all listening, I, I just sent Otis a picture that I took with Greg Kelser, uh at yeah. the Palace a very long time ago. I think I'm yeah. wearing a Chauncey Billups jersey in that picture. Yeah. And I'm like, my head is like up to his shoulders and I'm six right. feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So yeah, that motherfucker's tall. And then, uh, like you said, James Wiseman was significantly taller than Greg Kelser. So yeah. So yeah. I'm like, damn, he definitely knows. I'm like, damn, he's actually tall. Yeah. Uh, but a point that I, 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 um, Troy Weaver was interviewed talking about how we need bigs to compete. Uh, in the game, uh, Tatum was going to, it was one play, Tatum was going to the hole. And Tatum stopped and kind of dished off. I've never seen Tatum stop. And he doesn't, he didn't do it much in that game. That might have been the only time he actually stopped at the hole or whatever. But it just showed like that's a decent presence for a month that we typically haven't had. I mean, and so I was impressed. I think the guys are gonna be pretty good. Um, I just, you know, I mean, we got the rest of the season, what, another what, 30 games, 20 games or some shit? 20, uh, 21, somewhere in that range. And see how next year go, but um, yeah, I thought he was. I I I enjoyed just seeing his presence on the court. I just you know having a big man like that. We who was the last seven footer that we had that you were you can recall? Uh, I don't think Drummond was seven feet. I feel like he was like six ten, six eleven. He um, might have been the closest. I can't think of a straight seven footer though. No, yeah, Duran I think is like six ten. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't know. I can't really think of a off offhand. There's probably. I feel like there might be somebody, but or I could be. Like I said, I could be wrong about Drummond. I feel like Drummond's not seven feet though. But anyway, um, I thought. Well, one thing I, I immediately noticed was that he and it kind of concerned me is he kind of looked like a deer in headlights out there at the beginning. Yeah, like he didn't really know what was going on when he first came out, which is, I mean, it's understandable. You're playing on a playing with a bunch of guys who've been playing together for 60 games and <laughs> this is your first time playing with them. You're going to be kind of lost out there. So I didn't hold that against him. And I expect that to obviously change as he gets, you know, as he plays the team more, cause he didn't even get time to like even really practice. Well, I mean, unless he was practicing before the trade was official, but I doubt that. Um, but once he got a little bit more comfortable, I noticed uh, 
a lot of energy on defense, which I thought was interesting because that was what everybody was shitting on him over. And I saw some energy on defense that I thought was pretty good, pretty good. And then he has a lot of natural athleticism for, especially for somebody that size, like he hit, like he missed his first shot, which was a, a three for some weird fucking reason. Like, why would that be your first shot? But all right, whatever. And then he made like his next three and all of them were fairly tough shots that involved a fairly decent amount of athleticism for somebody of his size. And I'm like, that's interesting. Like this is somebody who isn't just like back to the basket, dump it into the paint and see if he can, you know, make something happen. This is a guy who could maybe catch, catch the ball on the wing facing the basket and, you know, make moves to get to the basket, draw fouls whatever. And then like you said, I too noticed a significant difference in the way Jason Tatum attacked the rim when Wiseman was in the game. Like, and, and, (laughs) <laughs> again, <laughs> you know how I feel about Jason Tatum. I watch that man when he's playing <laughs> and yeah. I can tell, like, I agree. Like I did notice a significant difference in how he attacked the basket when Wiseman was in the game versus when he wasn't. And that is interesting to me as well. Keeping in mind that again, this is a guy who technically like, like, uh, kind of like, um, like Killian. Like, this is Wiseman's third season, but he ain't played in hardly no games. Less than Killian. So, like, you know, he he's played, I think, like, it was something dumb low, like 25 games this season or something stupid like that. He missed, like, his whole second year, and then he played, uh, I don't know, maybe like 30-something games his rookie year. So it's something like he had 50-something games over three, over nearly three seasons. I read that. Uh, I can't remember who tweeted this. It might have been James Edwards. That he, yeah, it was James Edwards. That he's played. Wiseman has played two hundred fewer. James Edwards fewer <laughs> minutes than uh, Jalen Duran has. Jalen Duran, who is not yet through his first season, has two hundred more minutes than a guy who is technically on his third. That's how little this guy has played. So like. I'm so willing to you, see, like, okay, give give the nigga some minutes, and maybe we can see him if he can do something, or if he can learn, or if he can improve. Give him a chance, and like what I saw in that first game, I saw potential. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, to be and and I don't, and you know, you, you have those. Like, I feel like we have the one of the worst fan bases, worst fan base in sports, with the with the takes on Twitter. Like, Pistons Twitter probably. Well, I don't know a lot about other fan base, but to me, I would I would think they were rank high in the shittiest fan base just because of all the, the terrible takes. And, you know, I initially was like, what the fuck? But it's like we don't have any we don't have too many reasons to doubt Troy Reaver and what he does. But then it was like, I have, I, have, I know nothing about this guy. I can't say is this going to be a bad move. because I know absolutely nothing, you know, and I took that and moved forward, you know. But a lot of people still on that, oh, what the fuck are we going to do with this guy and shit? And, and here's the thing. Nobody can say it was a bad move because, again, like, he just has not played enough. Like, there's way too much that can uh, change or develop in somebody who is given substantial minutes that has not been given minutes before on a new team with a, with a different system. Like there's just, there's not enough time. Like if you pull, you pull over, like uh, uh, take Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay has played three seasons and he ain't missed a game until uh, at some point this year. 
where he missed like a few games. That was like the first time he ever he missed a game. I think they said since high school or some shit. He didn't even miss no games in college. Now there's a guy. You he goes to that team. Yes, Sadiq Bay's game can can evolve and change a little bit, you know, or whatever over the course of the rest of his career. But you do still know what kind of guy you're getting, right? You know, right. like you, you like you know what kind of game this guy has. You don't know what kind of game James Wiseman has because you don't know. You don't know. You just haven't seen him enough. So, like I say, I'm cool with just kind of just sitting by and seeing how he does. The season's a wash. Who gives a shit? So, like, see if give the guy some minutes. See how he plays. If Duran stays out from this ankle thing, which I doubt that he will, but if he does, Wiseman can get more minutes. Only reason I doubt it is because even though they announced today that Duran's not going to play in the rookie game tomorrow, the fact that he came back into the game after he got hurt <laughs> makes me think like, all right, he's probably fine. And he's just using, he's using this opportunity to rest it rather than potentially re-aggravating it in a meaningless game. So like, yeah. I don't expect Duran to miss any time, but if he did the valuable minutes for Wiseman. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially since Bagley hasn't really been back. Has he? Nope. Okay. Yeah. So, so since we, we did a lot of basketball talk last week, we don't have to do that much yeah. this week. But since uh, we are on basketball, I will go with uh, our homie Baylor, who sent us some voicemails. Um, and I'll actually, well, well, two of the three looks like basketball related. I don't know about the one, uh, but I'm gonna play play some. The uh, start with these. Uh, give me a second. My bad. I thought I was ready prepared for this, but obviously I wasn't. I was. It's weird because the 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 actual files aren't named, so I'm trying to make sure that I'm playing the right one. So looking at <laughs> right, looking at the the names of the the files. So let's see. NBA Talk 07. All right. Let's see. Been a while. It's been a while. Can you hear that? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I like that. I like that. That's better. Uh, and you know, I tapped into to the most recent show and spoke about when y'all spoke about the draft, uh, free agency, things like that. Um, there was a question about does it seem like does it seem like the draft picks have been more valuable, and why have they been so valuable in these trades? And that is because the way the game is now, and I know y'all spoke about how the game has changed, uh, but when you go back to you know, our days, which is crazy to say, uh, which is, you know, I would say the, for, for the most part, the late 90s, early 2000s, stuff like that. At that point, it was kind of rare to see any high schooler, you know, go to the league and be something. You know what I mean? Because there was a lot more cats that came out of high school that didn't make it that did. You know, you do have the Kevin Garnett's, you have the Kobe Bryant's, Tracy McGrady's. Uh, but then you also had the Jonathan Benders. You know, Jermaine O'Neal had a so-so career, but you know there were other players that came out of high school that didn't really uh, live up to to the, I guess you can call it hype. Um, and then even then, back 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 in that time, for you to hear about another high school player, he either had to be like extremely good, and and uh, in the newspaper in your local newspaper. A lot of uh, most of the time, or he just had to do something crazy like DeWan Wagner scored 100 points in high school, and that message made it all the way 
you know, to L.A. And I think he broke that record, I want to say, in Cleveland, I want to say. Um, but now, you know, when you talk about the draft picks, like even the Laker draft picks, which we just traded one away, um, the reason why those draft picks are so valuable, because now the league, the league has been seeking a quote unquote replacement for a, a player like LeBron. You know, they know KD is, is no, not too far away from, you know, leaving the league, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I'm replying like he's talking to us. Of the world, <laughs> right. But it's hard to pick a person to have to be the face of the league. And, and, and truth be told, I'm not sure if they're even looking for that one player anymore. They, they could be looking for a few of them. But it's always good for that for that franchise to find that one. You know what I mean? And they start recruiting. If your child is into sports and they start playing basketball, at least on the traveling ball level, as soon as they start playing, they have a price tag over their head. And it's on them, it's the, their talent, their skill set to determine how much they're worth or whatever. So these kids are getting uh, verbal you know, offers from these D1 programs in middle school. So they're just trying to gauge where, what draft picks to stock up on just in case they hit the lottery. You know, no, no, all <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, and you never know when you're going to, you know, they Zion, that a game changing type of player, but he can't stay healthy. You know what nope. I mean? LaMelo Ball was being seeked after in, while he was in middle school. And then when he got to high school to play with his brothers, you know, once Zoe left to go to UCLA, I want to say the same year Lonzo went to UCLA was the same year that LaMelo dropped like 93 in a game. And then the other brother, LiAngelo, dropped 70-something in a game. And so my point of bringing that up is they scout these players way younger than what they used to. You know, it, to, to, to my knowledge, to my knowledge, you know, they were scouting players strictly, you know, overseas and when they got to college. You know, now they're going all the way to, they're going all the way down to middle school. You know, they have middle school kids ranked nationally now. So now they just, Crazy. they got people, they got them brain, them, them, them mathematical niggas, them analytical niggas, you know, Not structuring that shit niggas. to a point where... <laughs> Yo, this this cat could possibly come out this year, so let me get these draft picks. Yeah, man, I just wanted to chime in on y'all NBA talk real quick. I know this was a long mess. I know y'all like fuck, but hey, look, y'all shouldn't have been going for so goddamn long. That's y'all fuck. Y'all have to take accountability for that shit and leave Luca alone, oh. That nigga got to get busy wine, but that's today's game, though. Everybody's flopping and barking. You know what I mean? It is. Uh, but I will say this: I this is what I do disagree on. And I, it, it took me a while to to, to think about this because I was on y'all side for a bit. I do believe all these other players. I think today's players and the past players. I do think they could both play in each other's errors. I think that you would just have to adjust to it. So all the whining That's that fair. we're talking about, Bron did, Luca did, uh, or do. I think if they did play in the '90s, early 2000s, they wouldn't be able to, to get away with that. So they would have to adjust to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the MJs and, you know, the, the Pistons, the Suns back then, Utah's of the world, uh, the Knicks, Miami, the Pacers, you know, that, that was some brutal Eastern Conference basketball right there. 
they wouldn't be able to, they would have to adjust to it. Just like today's NFL game. Everything is just different now. You can't hit, you can't hit the quarterback below the knees anymore. You can't really touch them. You know what I mean? Uh, targeting all this, so you will have to adjust the rule. And we see how difficult it is for certain players to adjust. But this is football and basketball. It's not that hard to adjust. You just got to keep your hands to yourself. No hand checking. You know what I mean? I think you'd probably be allowed to get one hard foul a game, but. Then again, you never know. In this era, you get what they consider a hard foul, you might get ejected for. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, again, I don't think that it would be impossible for them to play in each other's era. I think it would just take time for them to adjust to it. Mm -hmm. What up, though? Oh, yeah. I, oh, okay. No, go, no, go ahead. Oh, I, I thought his his voicemail started over again. Um, No, I agree with that. Well, I mean, well, that's kind of the point that I was making when I was saying, like, it depends on the era. Like, are we playing in their era? Or are they playing in the other era? Like it's not, it's not really a. I don't think the other team can play in that era, in a different era. It's more like, is is that era? Can you still be the team that you are now in the different era? So like, uh, it's it's easy to not pick on Golden State, but cite Golden State because Golden State's the one that's always brought up because they had the 73, uh, 73 win team. It's it's not like oh Golden State can't play in the nineties. It's more like can Golden State be the effective Golden State that we know today? Can they be effective in the 90s? And I don't think they can because they can't. They, they rely too heavily on, uh, you know, fouls and, draw, uh, you know, uh, drawing fouls, uh, flopping, uh, you know, like all that kind of shit. The league is just different now. And I don't think they will be able to do that. But like I said, on, like I said last week on that same note, I don't think the 90s people could necessarily come in in 2023 and you know, run Golden State out the building either, because them same niggas who is used to being able to play rough basketball would be getting fouled. Foul they all them niggas will foul out in the first quarter <laughs> in uh in 2023. So yeah, it, it's it's more like okay, we if we're if we want to debate uh eras, then we have to say, okay, how would things play out in one team's era and then also how would things play out in the other team's era? And then I think now you have a, a better conversation. And then I also liked his point out. And it's funny because I was wondering, like, when he's going through this whole history of, like, what players have done in high school and how young they get recruited, I'm like, well, how is this going to, how is this going to explain the value in a whole bunch of second round picks? And then at the very end, at the very end, it comes together with the idea of, like, oh, they scout that young. So they're thinking, like, oh, hey, this guy might be hitting the league in 2027. So now they're looking like, ah, that 2027 pick, I can scoop up that fucking middle schooler who got who got 90 points yesterday. Like that to me, that's a like that's a wild way to think. I mean, it's not well, it's not wild in the way, like, why would you do that? It's just like, wow, like that's you're really you are really working hard at your scouting job, dude. Like you right. they gonna be scouting niggas in the womb next, dog. Like man, yeah, that's that's crazy. It's funny. Um, just he mentioned um just uh the high school players like like Jonathan Bender. Do you remember Jonathan Bender? Yeah, he played for the Pacers, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he just went out for knee issues or some shit like that. But oh, I also, um, I, I also, I the one thing he said that I did slightly kind of disagree with is I, I, I would say Jermaine O'Neal had better than a so-so career. That's the only thing I was like. Oh, he did he like, say? Man. Did he say he had a bad career? I missed that part. No, he said. I, I believe he said so-so. Like Jermaine O'Neal had a so-so. Oh no, nah, he, like, ah. nah, nah. he had a he had a hell of a career. The part I do. I do agree with him and you kind of alluded to as well is that I did. I, I think in our talks, I didn't um, 
I didn't uh, account for players being able to just adjust. And I think I was probably more set on them not being able to play in different areas. But, I mean, he, most of these players, you know, have decent sports IQ. So it's like, you know, players would have – I mean, obviously this shit is hypothetical. But I would imagine people – if you're not getting the calls that you, you want to get, you would probably adjust to, 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 to play difference. Kind of like if, yeah. you know, the pain is fucking packed, you're going to, you know uh, – a resort to taking some some jump shots or whatever uh shit like that so that shit i didn't um you know uh factor in so i definitely agree with that part yeah um, I, I like that i like that take too because that to me makes for if you're if you're an actual if you're a real like basketball head and you're not one of them niggas that just you know read stats and shit like I think that's a pretty cool conversation to have if you're talking about eras. And again, I'll, I'll just go back to the to the go to, which is the you know the seventy three win Warriors versus seventy two win Bulls. Like okay, so now we're talking about adjustments. I think it's an interesting conversation now. If you're again, if you are actual, like you got to be a real NBA head to have that discussion. But the discussion right. of like okay. Now what happens? Can they adjust? Like okay, we're talking about we're we're sticking with like like the way fouls are called now. If the Golden State Warriors go into 1997 and now they are getting roughed up and all this kind of shit, can they adjust to that? And if so, how? What does that look like? And then if you bring the 97 Bulls into whatever the fuck year Golden State won 73 games, and now they can't be as rough, and now the game is a lot more perimeter based or whatever. And now you think, okay, well, can the Bulls adjust to that? And if so, what does that look like? And I think that's a kind of a fun conversation to have if you're having it with somebody who isn't, again, is not going to be, you know, going on basketball reference and looking up like, okay, so the Bulls defense average. So like, no, nigga, did you watch them niggas play in the in the 90s? Then we could talk about how you think, like, like let's have an actual conversation. Like, okay, how is uh how is Dennis Rodman going to perform on, you know, against the 73 win? whoever, you know, 73 win Warriors, you know, bringing up these, you know, players, like what's that look like for, you know, what is playing in 2022 look like for Charles Oakley? Like what is, how does he play if he's playing in that? And I know he wasn't on that Bulls team, but I'm bringing up a guy who I know is (laughs) Charles Oakley would be (laughs) very much a fish out of water (laughs) in today's NBA, you know, like, like that kind of stuff. And I think that's a fun conversation to have if you can uh, find the right people to do it with. Yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, yes, Baylor, we weren't going for we were going for a while, but now we have like six consecutive weeks of shit. So keep up, nigga. We we we're back. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, what I'm say? Oh, uh, I guess I since we, I guess I'll fuck with another one of these messages he sent. Uh, let's see. It's funny, my wife, came in, was trying to ask me some shit, like, are you recording? I'm like, yes, just say it. And mm-hmm. so I missed like two minutes of shit you were saying, trying to hear what she wanted. Uh, so I played that one. The other ones are definitely shorter because the files are smaller. So uh, I'll do this fan. Fan fucks. I don't know what the fuck fan fucks. And he put fucks PH, so I don't know what he's about to say. <laughs> I hate these new fans. Can you hear him? I hate, just like y'all was talking about, I hate <laughs> yep. these new fans yeah, that break down every single stat and scenario, <laughs> et cetera. You want to know why? When my son playing traveling basketball, 
I started to see just the average parent, though, with especially the parents that don't come to all the games or whatever, and then they pop up yelling at the ref. Bitch, you don't even know what a travel is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hate, I hate the fans that steals or borrows the energy of people who actually know the game mm. and try to mimic the same energy. Mm. It's like, but it don't match <laughs> or it's fake. You know what I mean? I but you know, it, I I do appreciate a lot more women starting to not just watch the game in a casual <laughs> way. They're starting to really learn the basketball and football more and more as they go to the game. But when you start to bicker after, yo, and I'm not talking about just women. I'm just talking about people in general. Man, for you raggedy motherfuckers that wasn't really watching these football, baseball, basketball games back in the day, then for the last three years, because your wife thinks Steph Curry looks like the cute soccer player, you know what I mean? <laughs> or or you started kicking it around cats that know sports a lot. So now you feel like you got to get your sports knowledge up. And let me tell you something. Play your part. Okay. Stop, <laughs> stop going to YouTube and Google or Safari, wherever you go for your information. <laughs> Safari. <laughs> to dig up the most craziest stat of Bron is 17 and 0 when he scores 39 points and grabs 15 rebounds. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> does that. Against Sacramento. I get that. You know what I mean? But no, I I I feel y'all. It's it's, it's nasty. It's nasty. And and they know better. I again every Saturday and Sunday for like six, seven years straight. I would be sitting next to fans that would be complaining about shit that they had no knowledge of. And then you give these niggas a phone, Beyonce's internet, and Twitter account, and these motherfuckers go crazy. You know? <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and it's sad because now you got you got hardcore Lakers fans that have been watching them since they were on KCAL 9. You know what I'm saying? When we had Chick Hearn as the announcer and to versus now, where you got Laker fans that wear the shit like it's they wear they they wear Laker gear or Laker jerseys and shit like that like it's Gucci, you know what I mean? But I'm just giving you their their persona, the way they acted. They act like that. I don't even know if you're gonna sit so ugly ass down. You know what I mean? They want to break down. Oh, we just traded Russ and we traded Pat Bev and we got all these. You know, will this work out? Because now we can spread the ball. You don't know what that means. <laughs> you don't know what that. All right, I'm good. Y'all good over there as pissing fans? Y'all got nah. something going over there. I nah. like it. Or whatever. But I'm just, I'm here to be a Laker fan right now. Possibly piss y'all off in a little bit. I'm just glad that the record was broken in the Laker jersey. That is it. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm actually. <clears throat> I was wondering if he was going to talk about LeBron breaking the record, and he still might in this third voicemail. But the reason I was wondering is because obviously I know he's a Laker fan, but I wonder how he looks at LeBron as a Laker. Because like, from from an outside party where LeBron has never played for my team, I don't associate LeBron with the Lakers that much. Like. I would associate LeBron more so with um, <clears throat> with Cleveland and Miami 
And so if I look at it like, okay, this is the third team this guy is on, and really like his fourth stint because he was on Cleveland twice. So like, it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like I wouldn't have as much of a connection to it because I would feel like it's a guy who broke the record, but he just so happened to be on my team at the end of his career, not a Laker broke a Lakers record. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't feel like right. that to me, but I'm not a Lakers fan. So I, that's why I was curious how he would feel about it. Cause I wouldn't like if LeBron, like, you know, came to the Pistons this season and broke the record. I wouldn't be sitting there like, ah, Piston is the all-time leading scorer. Nah, because I don't consider that nigga Piston. He just came here at the end. And granted, obviously, this isn't LeBron's last season and this isn't his only season in L.A., but point being, it's it feels like this is the last stop of his career. And I don't know. I don't, I don't see him as a Laker, per se. Like, when LeBron James goes to the Hall of Fame, it's probably not going to be as a Laker. It's probably going to be as a Cavalier. So... I, I don't know. I, I I was curious what he, what he thought about that. So the fact that he said that he he's glad that he broke in the Lakers jersey, it could, but that could just be like if the record was going to be broken by LeBron James, I'm glad LeBron James broke it as a Laker as opposed to on a different team rather than him feeling like a Laker broke the record. You know, if, that's a weird kind of distinction to make, but um, yeah, I don't know. Curious what he's going to say. Well, uh, let's listen then. <laughs> <laughs> The fuck was that? I'm just trying to hit play while it's not playing. Oh, and as far as the goat talk, um, I'm 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 here with it. Uh, I'm okay with Pat saying Brian is the overall goat if they want to do that. Because at the end of the day, I know that when it comes to MJ fans, or even cats that didn't even like MJ but grew up watching MJ and respect him as a player overall, they're going to be stuck in their ways. Uh, same for as like myself who actually saw Kobe's first game all the way to his last game, his failures and his achievements on and off the court. Um, we going to stick with Kobe. And obviously with me being a Lakers fan, yeah. You know, and then you got the bronze fan. So, I, but at the end of the day, like, you know, it wasn't about staying up with me. I, you know, we <laughs> the game came on at seven. I think he broke the record at like eight. You know, it'd be somewhere in the, I think it was somewhere in the third quarter. Um, yeah, it was in the third quarter. But I'm okay, man. Like, because I never wanted to be one of those cats that hated on the dude his whole career and then waited till he was going to, you know, uh, you know, appreciate him and stuff like that. I did that with like Philip Rivers because he played for the Chargers and I'm a Raiders fan and I hated him his whole career, but I think he had a game <laughs> or whatever. Um, but the same thing with Bron, like, I start, you know, Bron, I started appreciating, I wouldn't say, probably when he got hit, when he got the ring for Cleveland. Uh, that's when my appreciation was um, was more loud for him, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, and it, it was, like I said, it was before he got to the Lakers. And my criticism of him being in the Lakers jersey is that's just in-house beef right there, you know what I mean? But... I got to say, I'm happy overall that he broke the record in a Lakers jersey. <laughs> that's, that's the one thing that's going to keep me cool with him, that he broke it in a Lakers jersey. And we're not going to see this for it. Unless they uh, – and, again, you guys are right. The game will change, and there will probably be more athletic, stronger, faster players and things like that. But honestly, unless they create a four-point – a four-pointer – you know what I'm saying? Or change some type of rule that enhances the offense, the offensive side – 
yo, I don't, I, not this lifetime. I, we probably will be close to Jesus coming back before that record is broken again. And the reason why I say that is because yes, they're more athletic and quicker, and and, and the scoring is just crazy. I mean, Milwaukee put up one fifty this year. That's crazy. But these niggas don't even play eighty two games. Anymore. You know, even even the most reliable uh, superstar is going to miss about ten to fifteen, maybe twenty games. You know what I mean? So you would have to average. I think. Bron's career average is somewhere around 27. You're going to have to average a point more your whole career for 20 plus years. Yes, I bank on Jesus coming back. Before <laughs> that's, that's broken again. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like Mike said, he looks like he could play another five. He probably won't, but I wouldn't doubt it. If he's stubborn like Brady, he, I could see him playing another three. The next goal is to play with So that's crazy. I mean, kid, yeah, I don't think he's waiting for the second son to make it. I think I think he'll try to push for Brownie. I don't know about the uh, I don't even know the other son's name. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. Uh oh, I um point earlier made about uh well, he had mentioned about, you know, who would be the next superstar and all that. I think the I think the league may have went for Ja Morant, but I think he's trying to be too hood, and I don't think it's going to work out. I I forgot. I wanted to comment on that when I heard it and forgot, and I was going to say the exact same thing. But I think they would have wanted it to be Ja Morant, and now he's getting a little bit too niggerish, and they're like, ah. Yeah, yeah, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like they're going to dial it back on, on Ja Morant a little bit, um, and they might try to shift it. Like, I feel like they might move toward maybe like i don't know i i feel like luca they i feel like luca's not going to work i think it's right because, now is giannis giannis would be the next person i would think uh, uh, yeah and that that was going to be my next choice i was like i would probably say giannis but like there's just a there's a there's an it and there's there's just a thing and i i don't know what it is what that thing is but ja has it and giannis don't and I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, like, I don't I don't know what it is. I feel like if they tried to make Giannis the face of the league or something like that, it wouldn't work. Like, it's just not – he's not going to be well, your, your well, Jordan to your point, or your I Kobe think or your Magic yeah. or anything like that. Like, I just – he don't have whatever it is, and Ja very much does. No, I and I, I to your point, I think they've tried it, and it's just not working. Like, I think the push was there for him. And I don't know what this push is. I'm not pulling like no uh, NBA Illuminati shit, but I just think that there was a push, you know, him winning the championship and, you know, uh, yo, I've just watched, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. I'm distracted watching this game. And uh, the Clippers have the worst inbound presence ever. They've had two turnovers in the last two minutes of trying to inbound, in, <laughs> uh, inbound the ball. But anyway, my bad. Uh, I think they've, I think it's been a, it was kind of a push for Giannis. And I don't think it's just where he doesn't have the person. I think he doesn't have the personality. Um, ja would, but you know, he he's just trying to be too hood, and I don't think it's going to work out. You know, uh, it might be looking if if I'm being honest that they might be like I don't even know who they is, but uh, <laughs> the league might be looking at Wimbenyama as a possibility of like 
hey, he if he has some if he has any kind of personality whatsoever, <laughs> he could be like the non ashy Kevin Durant, and we could push him <laughs> to, to be like the face of the league. Like if he's just if he just has any personality, because you know Kevin Durant's a fucking a fucking I don't know a bread and ketchup sandwich, dog. I, I don't know how to describe that nigga, but he is the most swaggerless fucking player. <laughs> but like his kind of game, you give that person a personality. Yeah. They might. So I can see them maybe trying to push Wimbenyama, but I also think too, it kind of matters what team they're on. Cause like, why is it like, uh, here's a, here's a question that I feel like I, I, I can't answer. And I don't know why this is the case. Why is Damian Lillard not more popular than he is? I have no idea. And, and the it only gotta be the team. Is it must be because he's on Portland. And, and and people don't give a fuck about Portland, I guess. Because I, I tell myself all the time, like, if Dame was on, like, the Lakers or some shit, he'd be, like, the most popular nigga in the league. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know what it is about Portland. It's just, like, I don't know. It's, like, I, I feel like I don't even see Portland highlights on TV. <laughs> like... I don't, I don't know, but so I, I think it kind of depends on what team the player is on. Like, hopefully, not Portland. And, and, uh, yeah, but I yeah, I think I think uh, city atmospheres matter. Like, if uh, if he was on the Lakers, if he was on the Knicks, I think he would have a big effect. Mm-hmm. You know, but or even like shit, I don't know. I, those are the top two things I could think of. Um, but yeah. I just maybe it's just Portland. It's just not because or maybe he maybe because he's a rapper. Maybe that is. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't. I, I really don't have a a good reason, uh, a rationale why he isn't more popular than he is. Yeah, I feel like that. Like he's that kind of dude that is like beloved by his peers. Like his peers respect the fuck out of him, and like basketball heads respect the fuck out of him. But it's just like in in just like casual conversation or whether whether that be on Twitter or in person. When people talk about players in the league, you hear the same names. You hear Durant, you know, you hear LeBron, you know, you hear the same people, Luca, whatever, Giannis. People do not bring up Dane. And it's it's wild to me. And I'll be like, like, (laughs) I, I can't remember. I saw some tweet. Uh, that randomly mentioned uh, some stat line of Dames. And it was just like, how is this not even, like, I, I don't know. I, I, how is this not being talked about more? I mean. Uh, this being one of whatever performance was being cited in the tweet that I read. I mean, go back years, though. Can you think of a prominent Portland player the that has gotten, has gotten, you know, the attention that was probably deserved? I mean. If the most go- prominent Portland player, in my opinion, in my lifetime, is Rasheed Wallace. I can't think of a more like. I was gonna say Clyde. Drexler. I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say Clyde Drexler, but I do. I I I don't think that Clyde Drexler was as popular as Rasheed Wallace was. It's like I was wavering between those two. I, I don't know. I don't know. But even then, it, even if I said Clyde Drexler, that makes it even worse because now I'm going back <laughs> far as fuck. No, <laughs> to, yeah. To find a, a popular Portland player. What Whereas was, at least if I say Rasheed, I'm not going back that far. What, I'm only going what, back 20 years. <laughs> what was the player they had? He got injured, man. Um, probably about 10 years ago. Uh, fuck. Why I can't think of this guy's name. Um, and he was their star for years. Uh. God, I can't. Uh, I think he ended up having like a knee injury or leg injury. Uh, 
fuck? Um, what was his name? Aldrich? But Marcus no. Marcus Aldridge? Um, no. Uh fuck. I Darius Miles? No, it wasn't Darius Miles. Uh I was gonna say, you know, you know what? Damon Stoutmeyer had a good run there. Um, but it wasn't him. It was fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm scrolling through this list and hopefully it shows it. Um where's Brandon Roy? Brandon Roy. That's what it was. Fucking Brandon Roy. <laughs> good, like, good catch. I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah, I thought for sure it was Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, no, Brandon Roy. Uh, yeah, he was pretty popular. So then, I mean, his career got cut too short. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I did a quick uh uh ranking the top twenty five Portland uh, Trailblazers players in history, and their number one is uh Clyde. Their number two was Bill Walton. Uh, three Terry Porter, and then it goes to list of I don't even know who the hell. Joff Petrie is. I don't even know when the fuck he played. I was in 77. Then some other random people. But Brandon Roy is like six. Clifford Robinson, which he was definitely a beast there. Then Rasheed is at eight. And then it just goes some other players and shit. But uh, Arvanis bonus and shit like that. But yeah, maybe it's just oh, there. I forgot about Arvidas. He's pretty yeah, popular. yeah, Arvidas. Yeah, I butchered his name. Uh, oh, I forgot. Guy. I forgot. Uh, Pippen actually played there too. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, briefly. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, but you mentioned you you mentioned Pippen. Uh, it's pretty much uh, uh, the Bulls. Yeah. So, of an episode we said we want to talk about basketball, but fuck it, it's yeah, right, yeah. It's, hey, well, it's Baylor's fault. I mean, he the one. Yeah, that was really three, three voicemails fault, so. about basketball. Like, what, what I was supposed to do? <laughs> but yeah, it's all good. Um, so yeah, uh, so so <laughs> I was laughing at your comment about the next door app. Um, oh yeah, so yeah, we can wrap up with this last little story right quick. Um, well, I mean, I, well, it's not really so much a story, but like. I I sent well I, I'll read the the post that I uh, sent to you guys, um, that I read on the Nextdoor app, and I don't know if the Nextdoor app is a popular thing that everyone knows about, but um, it's just some neighborhood shit, uh, like Facebook for losers. Um, a a silver truck F one fifty possibly just rolled past our house, stopped, took a few photos of the house, and kept going. I like to think he was just admiring our new door, but I'm skeptical. Treat creeps me out. Looks like he may have stopped at another address further down to take pics too. There's a video here for s- someone to potentially watch out for. And like this kind of shit, like I just got this app pretty recently. And like that kind of shit happens all the time where like some stupid, inconsequential, nothing ass thing happens. And some person gets so goddamn scared <laughs> they come on this app and they're like, oh my God. Let me tell you guys what just happened to me. So this can't happen to you. I'm going to warn you. So you can, so this can't happen to you. And it'd be some stupid mundane fucking shit. And I read that and I was like, it was probably like an appraiser, like taking pictures for comps or something like that. And somebody said that in the comments, someone else said um, it was probably like an insurance company. Uh, someone else said, um, you know, I do landscaping work. And sometimes if I'm in a neighborhood and I see like some good, uh, some good landscaping or like some good roof work. I'll take a picture uh, for ideas to to use when I do my own landscaping. And like the woman says something like, 
oh, I wish the explanation was that simple. Bitch, you don't even know what the explanation is. And you got three very fucking plausible explanations for this insignificant thing that nothing that that didn't even happen to you. Like, oh, a nigga was a nigga drove by my house and then he wasn't there no more. I was so scared. Like, like what? I think I left. Like, what are you tripping about? And I'm just like, man, these people want to be so scared. And it like, and it made me think about um uh I guess this 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 uh not fully related story, but um, it was a story that again remind me of just like how scared people are, and I think it's it's the difference is again being born and raised in Detroit, our scared meter is way fucking higher than everybody else's. <laughs> like, and and the story I'm about to tell I think is an example of that. Uh, but I went to a a, a gas station uh, on my way home the other day, and I went in there just to like grab a Gatorade because I was like super fucking dehydrated. Uh, Cause I've been sick the past couple of days. So I was super fucking dehydrated. And this is my first time, like kind of like leaving the house and shit and getting some fresh air. And I'm like, let me grab a Gatorade rehydrate. So I go in this gas station and I go in there, I grab the Gatorade. I walk over to, uh, you know, the, the register, whatever the counter. And there was a guy already at the counter. So I go and, you know, I get behind him in line and I'm, I already, it, it, I don't need COVID to stand several feet away from you in line. <laughs> like right. as long as I believe is I'll stand close enough so that other people coming up know I'm in line and don't get in front of me. But like, I'm not going to be up on your ass neither. So I st- I got behind him uh, probably like, man, like five feet. Like I was not close at all, but like it, there was no one else in the store. And then like the way it was positioned, like getting behind him, I had to stand in between like two like chip racks or some shit. So I'm just standing there and he turns around. He's like, you all right. And I just, pause i'm like i'm like yeah why <laughs> he was like man, you just back there lurking man i'm just making sure i'm like man i'm just i was like i'm just standing in line bro getting me a gatorade he's like all right just checking white guy black guy like what was the- i can't really tell he uh, had on like he had on a whole bunch of shit and he even had like a scarf kind of thing covering his face uh, he looked like he might have been white but he might have been like one of them like light skinned black dudes, like a fucking like Delonte West kind of nigga. <laughs> so I'm not really sure, but he leaves. And then the dude behind the register is freaking out. He's like, do you know that guy? I'm like, nah. He was like, yeah, he came in here and he asked, he asked Don, there's some old white man standing up down by the lottery ticket thing. Uh, he asked Don whose Cadillac that was outside. And he's like, hey, uh, so-and-so. And he calls another guy that works there. Do you know that guy? And he was like, no. He was like, man, he was over here asking this guy. And he points to me. He's over here asking this guy why he was standing behind him in line. He's like, hey, he, he handled it well. He didn't even care. I'm like. <laughs> I well, didn't like, care. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm trying to explain. To, I'm like, I'm like, this is not, that was not uncommon for me. Like that's like I, I was like I'm born and raised in Detroit. I've seen that kind of like I didn't say this word these words. I see that kind of nigga all the time. Like there's no I know exactly how to handle that kind of person. Nothing it, it I not even a blink. Like whatever. And if that nigga got if that nigga got froggy, then we would have been knocking over some chip racks. But like I I already know I like I already know how to handle this nigga. It's not even a thing. And all that to say, it just it just reminds me of how scared everyone else is of shit that don't bother us. And I do, I think it's again, because being born and raised in Detroit, our level of shit that scares us is so fucking astronomically high (laughs) that it's, it takes a lot.
Yeah, yeah, that's just. I mean, it's funny if you were closer, he might have even thought that. Thought that you were just in line. I just wonder, like, is the distance a uh, a reason for him? Or I mean, it sounded like he was just a weirdo anyway. But I'm like, I wonder if the distance was like, why does he give a fuck what you're doing? Like, you trying to run up on him or some shit? Like, yeah, the, like that whole situation. Nigga over the head with a Barry Gatorade, nigga. Like, what? Like, what are we doing, dog? Right, that's what I do in broad day. Like, I, I smack niggas up with, with Gatorades and shit. You know, <laughs> right. like, what the fuck? Like, what does he think? Like, I, I, a part of me started to want to kind of press it, but I'm like, nah, I'm not even in the mood. Like, I just came out of the house just for, for a few minutes to just not be sick in public. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even in the mood. But I did kind of want to, I did kind of want to press it, like, what do you think is happening here? Like, I'm just waiting in line, but I'm like, I don't want to start a conversation with this nigga. He can go ahead. Right. That, that would have meant more interaction. And that was not the reason for today's outing was interaction. So <laughs> right. like, like, nah, yeah, that's, that's weirdo, weirdo shit. But yeah, the, I have the next wrap. I don't, I don't, I don't check it as much now, but it, it's really a lot of like drama. Then in my neighborhood, this is one guy keep posting these YouTube motivational fucking videos. I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of here with that shit. And it's normally just lost animals, um, lost cats, dogs, dogs. And, you know, I, I, what, man, and I have a, I have a dog, you have a dog, but I know that I'm not diehard. Like a lot of people are when it comes to their animal, they're just wow. random animals. Um, I love, I love my dog to death, but, I see people getting, you know, they'll find a dog, they're housing that dog, and they're like, you know, I'll keep him until, you know, the, the owner is fine. I'm like, nah, that's not happening, pimp. <laughs> I'm not keeping random dogs in my house. Nah. Like, and I see that shit all the fucking time. And people are like, you know, but well, make sure you don't take them to the rescue. And, you know, but, and you know, it's just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not housing random dogs. That's just, that's just, that dog gonna have to figure some shit out. Yeah, <laughs> his ancestors were wild. He should figure some shit out real quick. Hopefully, <laughs> he'll be all right. <laughs> he'll be all right. I'm not that 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 I'm not doing. Like, no, nah, I'm straight. It's in his DNA. He'll manage. <laughs> yeah, he'll manage. Yeah, he'll figure out some shit. You know, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm not doing that. But yeah, actually, I get more entertainment out of the Ring app notifications. Uh, cause a lot of times they were just. And what I like about those is that in a Ring app, it's all anonymous. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I like that better, but you know, I, I, uh, people just, people, people get lippy as fuck because it's anonymous and it's always funny as fuck, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. but other than that, yeah, I don't really pay attention to no more. Like I did for my neighborhood. I just was curious, you know, want to be a little conscious of shit going on. Like one morning it was, uh, some kids had, uh, stole, uh, a, a Kia, which some bitches have been stolen a lot lately. And <laughs> these motherfuckers was down a block. For me and the camera caught him running through the yard and the police was behind him running and shit that shit like so like some shit off cops and shit but uh yeah uh kia so are you familiar with like the whole uh ordeal with kia's being stolen nah that's why i made that sound like huh <laughs> yeah I, I was like i was gonna double check but yeah so kia's a honda well mostly kia's but kia's and honda's have been stolen at such alarming rates that in a couple of states uh state farm has stopped insuring them unless they had some kind of uh, uh, engine kill system on them. Hmm. Like they weren't even insuring them anymore and because there was a, uh, a a YouTube. I'm I'm sorry, not a YouTube. There was a TikTok on how to like steal them using like a USB stick or some shit. 
Cause they had like some faulty like bypass what or some weird fuck? shit. And so they had these gangs of kids, and they and I don't know if it was they were just the ones in Michigan, but the, they were called the Kia Boys, and they were out stealing all these fucking kids and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the definitely Kia the, Boys. <laughs> yeah. And so, like I say, when that one happened down the street for me, I was just like, "Fuck!" Because I had seen an alert saying a kid was stolen, like ninety six and Telegraph or some shit. Grab then, your wife, yo! It's a kid boy in the fucking yard, right? Bruh, man, kid boy running crazy. down the street. <laughs> and these are like these look like high schoolers, dog. They look young as fuck, dog. When I the camera, I saw a was, high schooler to want to steal a kid. <laughs> bruh, what are you doing with them? What are, What are you doing? You taking airbags? No, you probably just joyriding them and crashing them, dog. They, they ain't doing shit with these fucking fucking cars. <laughs> like, I mean, it's only like two two or three kids is actually worth a worth a damn. And the rest of them is just random ass people, A to B cars and shit. Like, why are you fucking with people for that random ass? eight thousand dollar car like this shit doesn't make <laughs> fucking sense you know what I'm saying? you know not that i think my car is some crazy expensive luxury car it isn't but shit i mean it's not a random ass kia's whatever the fuck you want to call it you know so <clears throat> yeah but I don't, I don't i don't i don't check the app as much it's just a lot of a lot of people whining over, over dumb shit <laughs> so. right so uh one last thing before we wrap up um, I wanted to put out there. I had I got some good news today. Oh uh, shit! I, I, <laughs> I um I alluded to on one Mike's uh, Facebook page that I had been putting in some work on something that I thought would help the channel, and that putting in work was I basically spent uh, a, a significant amount of time uh, working on an email that I would send out to various studios and publicists trying to essentially uh, promote one mic and try to get screeners for uh, shows because uh, my, my thought is my videos perform okay for my time in this business. Uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think it suffers because when you have shows or movies that have uh, a lot of people talking about them on YouTube, you're going to be bound to be buried into the algorithm. If you know some, some big shot posts a video about that same thing, your video is not going to be as visible as theirs. And my thought process was like, if I can get screeners, then I can watch the shows in advance. I can be even more meticulous about how I watch them, how I prepare my videos, all that kind of stuff. And then I can drop the video right when the episode drops. And now I'm a, I'm dropping my shit at the same time as everybody else, essentially. So um, I spent a lot of time on that email. It ended up being um, I made it not very long and I attached a uh, a video file that was about a one minute video that I just called like the one mic sizzle reel. And like I put like it was kind of like a lighthearted kind of goofy kind of funny thing. But I put like. Uh, screenshots about like um uh like uh watch time for instance like I put a screenshot that shows that my average watch time in 2022 was like nine minutes and obviously that's not the entire length of my videos but the point is that if my average is nine minutes that means that half the people are watching longer than that and that also means that people aren't just watching my like clicking on my shit and like, oh, I don't want to fuck with this and clicking off. People right. are actually fucking watching it and not, right, you know, right. not leaving. So, like, you know, that kind of shit I was putting in this video and I sent it out uh, to Hulu and FX. Um, 
about a week and a half ago. And I, you know, I didn't get responses. I followed up and, you know, long story short, I did get approved for FX screeners today and your boy got the first two episodes of Snowfall. That's so dope. I'm going to be, dope. yeah, for the final season. So um, I'm going to be watching those at some point, uh, probably over the weekend. And I'll be able to drop those videos right on Wednesday when uh when the episodes air. It's a two night. It's a two episode premiere on Wednesday. So um, if you're a Snowfall watcher who watches it live, be prepared to be up late. Um, and yeah, but uh, that's gonna be hopefully I'll be able to you know I'll, I'll get those out at the you know right when the episodes come out on that day. Well, there's no hopefully I will, but hopefully the the videos will perform well, and um that this can be the start of me essentially getting my foot in the door to getting screeners and getting uh, what is, I believe to be, will be a better, even better product because I'll have, like right now, as good as I believe my product to be, I still, like, it's not as good as it could be because the entire system is rushed. It's like, cause it's like, I gotta watch the show right away. I gotta take those notes. I gotta come back. I gotta organize my, I, I gotta do all of this shit because I'm trying to get the video out as soon as possible to make up for the fact that there's so many other people who are getting their shit out sooner. Now, like at least with like right now with these first two episodes of Snowfall, that's not a concern. I could spend as much time as I need watching it, watching it a second time, uh, you know, like really like analyzing stuff, getting everything together so that when I do record the video, now the video video is going to be way more polished. I'm going to be way more prepared and I'll be able to get it out sooner. So it's, it's, not as it's partially about being able to get it out sooner, but it's also about having the time to make even better, uh, more intentional content. So I'm really excited to see how this is going to work out. So I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to really have my eyes on my YouTube page, uh, Wednesday night and, uh, Thursday next week. So, uh, yeah, yeah we'll that's, see. That's dope. That's dope. Looking, looking forward to the video, looking forward to snowfall too. Cause, uh, yeah. man, it's, yeah, so that's dope, man. Congrats, congrats, sir. Hope, hopefully, the other ones come through as well for these other shows. And yeah, that'll definitely put you, uh, uh, set you apart from a lot of the other. Well, or set you apart, or put you in the kind of or, put you right, in put the with all the with other the people. ones yeah. that are, are getting screeners and shit. So yeah, pretty dope, pretty dope. Yeah, that's that's what that's what I'm hoping for. And then I and it seems like they have like essentially like a hub where they house screeners and like you can just essentially like request access and i guess that they essentially just send it to send it to your account because right now my account only shows snowfall on my apple tv like it doesn't just show like every fucking show that fx has but i bet uh, if i asked and i was like can i get blank they could be like yeah. all right because i'm already in now so they could just be like all right and just put it in my account or whatever so my hope is that um th my hope is that that's the case and that i can do this with any fx show because uh, I was telling telling my wife earlier, and I was telling my uh, my mom and my brother this too. I don't expect to be able to get screeners for HBO for a very long time, or Apple for like a very long time. But if somebody said you can't have HBO, what would be your second choice? It would have been FX. Like mm -hmm. I'm gonna like FX was the shit in 2022. I expect it to continue to be the shit in 2023. And right now I'm gassed up about getting snowfall screeners. But now I'm thinking like Dave is the show that really set my channel off. That comes on FX. I'll probably be able to get screeners for that. You know what probably is going to have a season two in 2023? The Bear. 
let me get them screeners, nigga. <laughs> like, so, yeah, like, nah, there's all kinds of dope shit. Like, the FX is too bad. There's not going to be more seasons of Atlanta. Like, there's all kinds of dope shit that, uh, that I love on FX and dope shit that I know that FX will put out this year that I'm not expecting. Like, I didn't go into 2022 thinking, like, oh, I wonder what this Fleischman in Trouble is going to be like. I didn't know anything about that shit until it came out. So it's like, I already know FX is going to be putting out shit that I'm going to love. They're going to be having shit coming back that I'm going to love. And like I said, if I'm right about that, I'll be able to get screeners for all that shit. And that, man, that's really fucking exciting to think that, to, to think that what I just plan, what I said I plan on doing with Snowfall, the idea of being able to do that with like potentially like the bear season two, Dave season three, what, you know, whatever the fuck else uh, FX is going to put out this year. Like it, it, it's going to be cool. So, I, well, I hope it is. So, uh, at least the uh, at least I know the snowfall thing is gonna work. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 gonna be pretty cool, man. Definitely dope. Definitely dope. Dope news for uh for the year. Um, it's only I said only, but good news I got is that our house is finally gonna be completed soon. So hopefully we're closed in the next two to three weeks. So looking forward to that. So that was the good news we got this week. So yeah, yeah decent week. I got decent week. I got other good news today, but it was kind of like in tangent with bad news, which is, oh. <laughs> which is, I, I got, uh, well, I haven't gotten approved, but my doctor recommended, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> goddamn weed. <coughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> um, my doctor approved me for, uh, three months working from home because my, uh, my back is made out of Pringles now, my spine. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that's, that's, also, that's cool in concert with this FX thing, because now I'm not going to have to balance the days that I spend in the office. Like, oh, I can't record no videos because I'm going to be in the office for them days. Now I don't have to worry about that either. So now yeah. I'm going to have even more time. And I'm thinking like, oh, three months. I'm thinking like I'm going to have I'm going to be completely able to to like do a full fucking thing for Dave without even having to worry about going into work because that comes out in April. You know, shit like that. So. Man, like I, I'm gonna really, really be on the grind these next three months because March is packed with shit. April is got shit, and I'm sure there's gonna be more shit announced for April. April was ridiculous in 2022. So, like having uh what's it? So let's say let's if, hypothetically, if my uh my work from home gets approved, you know, over the weekend or on Monday or whatever, that would be three months will put me to what the middle of May. Like I'm going to really be March and April. I'm going to be fucking grinding, bro. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Very cool. Very fucking cool. I think that's all we got then. Yeah. Yep. That's it. All right, then. Well, until next week. Yep. Peace. Peace.